0: Hi I'm Nick a registered dietitian
1: and I'm Han a pre and postnatal personal trainer and together we are the Honest Mummies.
0: We started this podcast as a way of connecting to other mums to let them know that they're not alone in a lifelong learning journey that is known as motherhood.
1: We really hope you enjoy listening to our honest and open accounts of our experiences and don't forget to follow us on social media. I'm at Hannah Mummy Mills
0: and I'm at Mummy Nutrition.
1: Hello everyone welcome back to episode three of the Honest Mummies podcast. Today Nick and I are going to be chatting about the highs and lows of motherhood and also sharing our top hacks that have helped us to get through these moments along the way and also ways in which you can record your baby's milestones, things that we enjoyed, that we found helpful. So I hope you enjoy this episode and yeah let's go Nick. How are you today?
0: I am very well, thank you, Hannah. Although as we're recording this, it's actually a full-on snow day outside. Henry's nursery is closed, so I've had to persuade my husband to look after Henry whilst we're recording this. <laughs> Let's kick off, though. We want to talk about the highs and lows of motherhood. Let's start on a positive. What were your most like memorable and cherished moments over the first, say, 12 to 18 months?
1: Yeah, well, when we were discussing this, I also think, backdating it, Finding out I was pregnant was actually one of the first highs of motherhood, in a way, um, because I'll never forget it. Because I didn't even take a. I know, I think you did, but I didn't take a pregnancy test because I just didn't even think I believe what it said. So I was like, I'm not even going to go and buy one. I'm just going to wait.
0: Oh,
1: Hannah! Oh my I God! I did not know this. I no, no. I'm, I'm shocked. You know, it's very unusual for me that because usually I like to know what's going on, but it got to like three days and something I was going to the doctors anyway for a blood checkup and I just said to her well while, while I was there I was like oh can you just do a test for pregnancy while I'm here And the doctor was really like uh yeah okay then because I thought I'd need a blood test for me to believe it so I actually got her to do a blood test so I she phoned me I'll never forget the 21st of December it was 2017 and I was going on a night out with the girls for Christmas and at 5 p.m the doctor rang and I was like I swore on the phone to the doctor and I was like oh my god I was mortified I was just so shocked and my other half wasn't home so I actually tied a little tag around my dog's little collar to tell him when he came home oh so that was the first thing which sticks in my mind going on pregnancy did you take a test with H
0: oh my word yeah I think I was probably two days late and I did a test in the morning. And I think the first things you're thinking, oh my God, like what have we done? Even though (laughs) Henry was completely planned, I really wanted to have kids. I'd love to have two children, but yeah, it's that thought of like, oh my God, we're actually going through with this. And I remember, I think I phoned the doctor maybe a couple of days later, and the receptionist was like um you don't need to speak to the doctor you just need to phone the midwife and I was like okay you're just so clueless I think when you first yeah. found you're like what I meant I
1: to found think? that because you don't know who you're ringing you have to ring up and make a booking appointment and then you don't have that until like I think it was eight weeks is it yeah um, mine
0: is week 10
1: yeah so it's quite a long wait that as well isn't it I think that first trimester but so that'd be the first thing and the holding her at birth would be my next one because we spoke about birth in episode one of the series and Stan, I stood up to give birth and they passed her to me in my arms and I, I remember being like oh obviously she was still connected I, it was like elation because oh. I, it was like we didn't know the sex so when we um found that out I was literally the first thing I said which is just so bad but so me was like take a picture and it's like <laughs> my favorite photograph of becoming a mum because it's just that euphoric moment captured and it's like one minute after she was born
0: oh my god now I mean I have to jump in there and say that And I have mentioned this in a previous episode, but I did not have that with Henry. Literally, I think I'm one of these people who, if something good happens to me, I don't believe that it's happening. It's almost like I don't deserve this kind of like happiness or things to go well. And all I kept saying is, is he okay? Is he healthy? Is he okay? And I was just paranoid. And then obviously, I then started bleeding and this on the other. So I never had that moment. so it's really nice to hear it that other women do have it because I, I didn't have it. I was just more like where is like, is he okay?
1: Yeah, and I can see where you'd be coming from. I think for me, you know, like if you pack for a holiday, I'm never excited until I get yeah. on the plane. Yeah, like, yeah. And then you're like, right, I'm on holiday. It's almost like I can't process it until I'm there. So when she delivered, then it was like, Right, this is where the magic happens for me, type thing. I can start to believe it. But yeah, I mean, what about from birth? Just for you to chip in before before I continue from taking over from birth stage. Then, there's, what other things did you find well, incredible highs of motherhood?
0: My first like memorable moment was at five weeks so when Henry started smiling and like he did those kind of like butterfly smiles before this but when he gave us the first social smile at just under five weeks I remember it and like that's what I wanted to capture because I was just so delighted that this little blob was giving something back. And I think for me, Henry got better as the weeks went on. I remember I went to London when he was, t- I'm pretty sure he was 10 weeks old. And I remember saying to someone, oh yeah, he's 10 weeks old and this is just the best age ever. And <laughs> So yeah, for me, the more he did, the more interactive he became, the better he was.
1: Yeah. And do you find that as well? I'm constantly saying, oh, this is the best age. Yeah. I feel like I've constantly said that since... The beginning, and like you say, as things progress, as they as they roll over, as they smile, roll over, sit up, do all the developmental stages, it just gets better and better and more rewarding.
0: Yeah, and especially when they can like start walking and then kind of like, I mean, of course you've got the challenges, so you have to adapt your life. But yeah, I totally agree. However, I would say that I did love toddlerhood and age two, apart from the fact that my toddler is now resisting naps. So I feel like we're going through a little bit of a blip, but him and he, himself is so... Such a wicked age because he's like talking in his own little language. His favorite word at the moment is it's like whack-a-lam. lamb. That's jam cracker.
1: What? What's that from?
0: Jam cracker, Hannah. He oh. wants a jam cracker. Oh, <laughs>
1: um, jam cracker. I thought it was a cartoon. I'm thinking yeah. I'm missing
0: out. Wacker lamb because he can't say jam. <laughs>
1: Bless him. I feel like Henry's gonna be a new cartoon creator. <laughs> yeah um, that's a lot. but yeah and also the first steps i think that's a massive milestone it go it takes them from baby to more of a toddler instantly in a minute and that moment when she took her first step it was just before she turned one i think it's about a week before and yeah she went from sitting to pretty much walking she wasn't really a massive crawler at all that was magical that moment it was just that elation that you feel and you're so proud aren't you it's it's me how proud you get over the smallest of little things as well weaning like when they first have their first taste of food that was quite an emotional one for me though because i feel like she'd gone from baby to not just needing me like breastfeeding wise
0: yeah Um, i I totally agree i mean like me and my husband are meat eaters henry is a meat and fish eater but i remember the first time he had meat felt like really weird because up until that point all he'd had was like my milk and then fruit and veg it was really strange and obviously now it's just part of life but when they're a little baby yeah Yeah, around that six month
1: mark actually now we're chatting about it it, there's a lot of change like because obviously at the moment that's when they're recommended around weaning isn't there? and they often babies move to their own room sometimes if that's something that you've chosen to do or you go from like the basinette pram to using the toddler seat pram and I feel like There's so much baby stripped away around that age. Even though they're still a baby, of course, they'll always be our babies. But I found that six-month mark very emotional because there's so much change going on.
0: Yeah, but I think I... So when we moved Henry then into another room and then when we eventually sleep trained, that um, there was a changing point for me because he slept a lot better. And Mm. I remember my mum telling me that from day three, we slept in another room, like face down. I think I've already said that in an earlier episode, but... I could not have done that with Henry. He was right next to
1: us for the full six months. Amazing what the guidelines change, obviously, isn't it? Yeah,
0: 100%. So, yeah, is there any other memorable highs before we move on to the lows? I
1: think they're the main ones. I mean, there's obviously, like, there's micro highs, aren't there, every day? I think every day brings little highlights and moments where she says i love you like we use a sign book a lot when she was little and so she can sign like i love you and then she obviously says it and i think more recently was i can't remember what the exact wording was i asked her if she was happy and she was almost like i'm happy with you which was just like like there's those melt your heart moments aren't there with that said it does bring us on to some lower moments which i know we've discussed previously a little bit about our experiences of postnatal depression and intrusive thoughts and our own experiences but what's your experience in terms of lows nick yeah, um, lows. you found challenging
0: you just actually reminded me like one of my mini highs was when henry started saying mummy and when he wakes up in the morning he's like mummy 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 It's just so sweet <laughs> Yeah. although
1: that, that changes very quickly doesn't it because now sometimes when it's a day like today and and they're not at nursery or whatever and, and you cannot get away from that word mummy you mm-hmm. wait so long for them to say it and then you're like mummy 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 <gasps> mummy, mummy,
0: yeah. mummy. Yeah. <laughs> like, ah! like alarm if it's my my case but yeah the lows I mean like a classic example of today in that for the last like year I feel like things have been really stable But that was just kind of like an illusion because I think the main thing that I struggled with over the first 12 months, along with sleep depression, which massively affected me. And I hit the wall at the 10 month mark, nine, 10 month mark. And I was like, I can't carry on. It was affecting my health, my, my mental health, our relationship. And then we sleep trained, things got better. But I think it's that constant, you never know what's around the corner. And as soon as you're settled in a routine, something changes. In the early months where it's teething or they've got tummy issues, and then they're going through a developmental stage. And now Henry stopped napping and, I love those two hours during the day so I think for me the definite low is sleep deprivation and then it's just the constant struggle and juggle and not having a manual to refer to because every baby's so different would you agree?
1: Yeah totally and it's funny when you say teething because now we've been through all of that and come out the other side you forget so easily that when you're in the thick of one of those lower phases of feeling more challenging and You know, you feel like it's never going to end, it's relentless, but then you now it's almost weird how your brain blocks that out you've just like kind of reminded me because I mean like the molars were just the worst for us but also for me the obs my obsession was it became a little bit with tracking
0: mm. but yeah and I, I used remember to- Hannah like when you told me that you used to track everything that I was actually quite jealous and I was like oh my god well, I don't track so I, I think
1: that. it's very beneficial to begin with I mean I think I saw one of my friends do it who had had a baby pr- prior to me a few years before me and I thought oh that's a great idea because you can tell the health visitor like have they had enough dirty nappies you know like talking in the early weeks because it's all a blur isn't it so I quite liked that idea that's where it stemmed from yeah Um, but it did become a bit too obsessive that I'd be like timing my feeds to the minute on each boob and I do it all on my notes on my phone I know there's jazzy apps aren't there but I just did on my notes but and it did kind of settle, but I mean, I was still doing it at like six months, Nick. It was crazy. I think it was my way looking back of um trying to hold on to some control which wasn't there.
0: It, yeah, it's a bit like an OCD behavior. Mm-hmm. But like well done for recognizing it and stopping it because I think I just I just kept forgetting about Huckleberry app. That was the app that I used and it was useful you right in the early days but then sometimes it would make me more down because I'd realize how many times I'd woken up in the night and sometimes <laughs> you don't need to know like and then count
1: how many hours you slept which is usually like you can count on one hand. But I mean, yeah. like, oh, so I had 45 minutes there and then I had two hours and then I had like, and then you add it up and you think, you realise the total's like some very low number. Yeah, you're like oh, five hours. What has happened? How am I going to survive this? And I think, um, that,
0: yeah, no, it does get better. Um, but you've you just reminded me actually, cause Like, I think another low was almost like a groundhog day in that for me, a day never really had a start. And it didn't have an end, especially in the first few months. The afternoon blurred into the evening. Henry was born in November, so it's dark mornings, dark nights. And yeah, I just dreaded the evening. I never knew what the evening was going to bring. Normally, when you don't have a baby, it gets to, you know, nine o'clock, ten o'clock, and you go to bed and you get to sleep. I hated that. I did not know what the night was going to entail. So, yeah, Groundhog Day for me... But thinking about what helped, I think getting outside the house helped. I think having a WhatsApp group with friends helped remembering that you are not alone. Just like me and Hannah chatting through what we experienced, like you're not alone. Everyone goes through this, even though on Instagram they might only post about the best bits and just know that it is a phase, but when you're going through it, it does feel like you can't see the wood for the trees and your little is only going to be small once it's so, so like just embrace them even though it's really hard what helped you through
1: yeah I think I, first of all I g- totally agree with you and acknowledging that it's okay to not be okay and I know we spoke about that in terms of we both were we communicated what we were going through with our partners for our own personal journeys of postnatal depression or intrusive thoughts I think it's the first thing is acknowledging is the main thing so that you can build from there and reaching out if you need further support on the topic of community dick and i both as i'm sure lots of you listening know we have our instagram accounts and i think that's a major positive from Instagram. Now, yeah. like Nick said, you have to sometimes filter what you see because a lot of people will share just the highlights. Now, that can be dangerous to look at, especially if you're there doing a night feed at 3am and you see whoever dressed to the nines, like looking glam, hair done, makeup on, you think, you look down at yourself and you've got like a muslin cloth sick on you. Then you're like there with your stained pyjamas. But yeah, I think following accounts that show that I'd hope... That, that both Nick and I, so at Mummy Nutrition and Hannah Mummy Mills, show that variety and the highs and lows. Because it's not even a high and a low. I know we're referring it to it as that right now, but what it is is the reality, like the yeah. norm.
0: Yeah. Life's like swings and roundabouts, whereas the first year of motherhood is like a massive roller coaster and you do not know what direction your carriage is gonna throw you in next. Just when you're on a straight and you're like, oh yeah, I'm I'm doing this, it's great. It kind of like goes upside down and like loops the loop and you're like, oh, I wasn't ready for it so you're totally right on it it's just normal
1: and it is and that's the thing like and we are we are of course referring to highs and lows of like the curve but that is reality, that is motherhood. Don't feel, if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, am you know I'm having such a crap day, like my baby's crying and I haven't got showered, accept it and embrace that. And it's very, very difficult in the moment to do that, but know that that's fine to have those days, those mornings, those moments, because there's nothing wrong with that. Both of us have been there, that's for sure. And take photographs as well. I know we spoke about how we cope with things. It's very nice now. I think that we're, so we're past that stage. Stage, aren't we we've both got toddlers and I don't know about you Nick but I really enjoy looking back at photographs of when she's little um. and through that stage and no matter how rubbish you may feel or you may feel you look because you haven't put your concealer on and let's face it I definitely need concealer like under my eyes that's like my one makeup go to but yeah like just take those photographs because you'll look back on them in even if it's a year after like Nick and I or in years to come I'm sure we'll do the same and you'll just want to relive them even though they're so like so up and down
0: yeah, one hundred percent. And I think one of my big regrets is that I've hardly got any pictures of me and Henry, especially when he's first born. I know, obviously, the fact that you asked for a picture to be taken—oh my god, I looked horrendous. And
1: uh, I don't think th- I was thinking that. I think I was like on a major high. Like I didn't really think that one through.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. But I mean, thinking about other ways of documenting—I mean, obviously, we've got our iPhone photographs. But shall we talk about how we documented our first year and how we created those? Nice memories to look back on, which then helped us to get through some of those low points.
1: Yeah, and for me on the photographs, so our family are dotted around the world, really. So it's rather than having a WhatsApp group, I found this app called Back Then. Ah. It used to be called Life Cake and now it's just rebranded, I think. But I upload my photographs on there. It's like a timeline. When you upload it, it'll say day 13 or two weeks, five days or et cetera. And so you can kind of scroll through her life. And now you can give your family members access. So it's a private thing. And it was very cheap to download. I I don't quote me on this, but I think it's like 2 dollars 99 something like that. It it was very reasonable. And then once you've paid, your family can go on. It can invite people on to join. But that was quite nice because it just meant we didn't have to put everything on any social media, just like videos and photographs that, you know, you don't want to share everything on there.
0: Yeah, I do like that because I I did a WhatsApp group, but I electronically, I've just got a private, well, it's kind of like a semi-private album on Facebook that's got about 700 pictures in so far. So I upload them to Instagram as they're happening. And then every month I try and remember to upload a bundle to to Facebook so that I'm not inundating my Facebook friends with a million pictures of Henry every day. I think what I'll say is that I think you go through a phase of taking loads of pictures of your baby when they're little and then they get less and less. And I think half of it is because when they get to the kind of like moving around, it's so hard to take a nice picture of them.
1: Do you agree? Well, it's hard for them to stay still, isn't it? But it's harder because you've got more things to juggle. Yeah. Whereas they're little, I suppose they're in one place, a little bit more contained.
0: Yeah. Um, this is why I, so I've had well a few professional photo shoots because of my line of work but I had our first family shoot for Henry's second birthday and I'm actually going to book one for every year so we went to a girl named me called Charlotte she's got a fab white room and yeah I really cherish those photographs now like I'm looking at Henry on one that got printed out and so I would massively recommend a family photo shoot once a year I, I think that's a great investment to look back on
1: yeah I I would love to do that as far as professional ones go I actually had our friend who's a photographer do some for us when she was nine days old now I'll never forget it was like an operation because we didn't know obviously if she was a boy or a girl so then I was on Amazon Prime like day four which is just not a, your priority is it? But I was because you get you like I want these photographs and I want them to look like this. But I'm so so glad I did. I like even painted my nails, I'm a bit of a bodge job, but you know it. They look half decent. And that photo actually is still my screensaver, and it's a weird one because I can't change it. Like, I feel really weird about it. Like it's still on there now. Oh, that's
0: um, so sweet. I think I was. I've got one of my professional ones as well. Actually, so, yeah, they make great phone screen savers and like laptop (laughs) screensavers as well and calendars I know we
1: both do calendars don't we we like a calendar
0: yeah oh my god I forgot about that yeah so what I do is at the end of the year in December I put together a calendar for my friends and family well whoever wants to see Henry on the wall every day and (laughs) what I do is so this year for example January and February are photographs that were taken last January and February so it's basically Henry a year ago Um, that's
1: exactly what I do on
0: mine Um, great minds and do you know what I'd
1: love to do the photo books I know you've started doing photo books but to be honest I genuinely have failed at that I haven't had the time
0: so it, it has taken me two years to get around to it but yeah I did year one just before Christmas and year two so the annoying thing is that when I uploaded all the pictures they went back to front so I need to sort them out so yeah definitely photo books I know that my friend signs up to chat books And they do it automatically. But other than that, so I'm quite a fan of writing. So my friend bought me this really cute book from Paper Chase, and it's like year one, year two, year three. And you write in like what they're eating, how they're sleeping, and then you put a little picture. And at first, I was going to print them off, but then I thought oh I've got a Polaroid so I take a Polaroid of Henry like nearly every month and I stick that in there so for me looking back that's really nice and I think something that I don't know if you did in the back of your red book there's pages all about milestones now I've been really bad at filling this in but if you wanted to not spend any money that's a great way of documenting when your baby does what
1: yeah because I've forgotten already it's so bad like yeah and I, I thought I'd be better than I have been, which sounds bad. I shouldn't put myself down on that front. That sounds, that sounds negative. But I thought I'd be one of those first-time mums who had, like, a full-on booklet of everything with first hair stuck in, etc. But, yeah, can you remember Henry's first word, though?
0: Um, do you know what? I'd have to look back. Um, it's probably-
1: That's the one thing that sticks in my mind, because I'll never forget being on a walk, and she went, DIRTY oh that's so cute and I was like of all the words I mean obviously at that point she'd already said mum mama dada I mean they were the standard ones but I mean aside from that
0: oh that's so cute yeah no I definitely have to look back and I think something that I do actually regret so my friend for my baby shower got me a one line a day diary and I fall in and out of doing things I just find it really hard like it's only one line a day but I just forget so that's something that i would like to fill in maybe it's still
1: nice to look back even if you do on and off it's still nice for, and when they're grown up and when they have their own kids they'll understand why you didn't fill it in every day
0: yeah and actually do you know what i love my personal instagram account i love my mummy nutrition account because i can then look back and i love reels i think if you're on instagram definitely do reels which is basically 15 to 30 seconds of video so so just take some short videos of your child whenever you want and and another app, which I started to do, but then failed, but you can add to it retrospectively is the one second every day app. And that turns your videos into really cool ones. However, thinking about it now that reels are here i'd probably stick with reels because they can add music what do you think to those
1: so many things out there but if you've got any if any listeners by the way you guys have got any top tips and hacks for us or any apps that you found beneficial then do drop into our dms you can um instagram us at hannah mummy mills and at mummy nutrition we'd love to hear as well so we can use them next time around whenever that happens
0: I was just thinking that for baby too and also I think I just want to say that don't feel the pressure to record everything because I remember that my friend bought me this really good, it was kind of like diary of a, fir- a first time mum or diary of a mum or something like that, it's fab, however it had loads of pages to make notes as well as advice in there and you know what i just ignored all of the the empty pages and i just read the advice and i just took from that book what i wanted so you don't have to do all these fancy things that you don't have to use any apps just do whatever works for you or you don't have to do anything so
1: hold on to the highs
0: yeah exactly and just remember if you are going through a low it is just a phase you are not alone try and get support and get outside in nature because for some reason getting outside makes everything better
1: totally agree
0: yeah so oh I've had such a, a lovely chat to you Hannah
1: no, to, I, I, I love these podcast recordings honestly it's like we're reliving and hopefully bringing some informative information as well and having a good old chit chat with our all our mummy friends out there
0: Yeah, it's like therapy. And if you have enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to tune in next week because we are doing a whole episode on nutrition and fitness tips for new mums because I am a dietitian by trade and Hannah is a personal trainer so hopefully you'll find that interesting
1: yeah we'll be chatting about body image adjusting to your postpartum body also the benefits of eating healthy and moving more and how you can get started postpartum in making those healthier changes to help you feel good and embrace your postpartum body
0: Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to it actually, Hannah, because I've got loads of questions because I would do things differently for baby two. Thank you so much for tuning in guys and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Honest Mummies.
1: Don't forget to tag us using at Hannah Mummy Mills and at Mummy Nutrition and use the hashtag The Honest Mummies to get involved in the conversation. We really would love to hear from you.
0: And finally, please remember to subscribe on Apple, Spotify or wherever you like to tune in from. Bye for now.